Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Joy Cardine, and I'd like to introduce Amos Rowe, who's running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board, Seat 5. As we begin, I'd like to give you an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience that you have which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for Madison Metropolitan School Board. I decided to run two days before the papers were due. And I've been a teacher, a piano teacher, for children ages 7 through 18 for 35 years. And education's my life. And I have been very concerned about what's been happening with the, the MMSD. And I decided that this was kind of a perfect storm in terms of the issues and what's happening in our school district. And so I got the paper out and went door to door and got on the ballot. And I think I have a valuable perspective given that I am a teacher and I've taught all those ages for 12 years at a time and I know how kids learn. And I don't believe that most people that are running the show right now actually understand how kids learn. The achievement gap between White students and students of color is a chronic problem that MMSD has struggled with for a long time. What of the superintendent's priorities for narrowing the gap do you support, and what do you believe should be the board's priorities? Well, I certainly don't agree that we should have the superintendent that we have, because the Sherman Middle School episode was an example of when you look at people by, on the basis of their race and not who they are in terms of either children or teachers, you end up with what we got. And I believe that the only way you can effectively connect with kids of different colors is to not look at them according to their skin color. And you look at them as individuals, you encourage them, you teach them that they can have, uh, they can do something with themselves, but as soon as you target somebody based on the color of their skin, you've lost. So I, I'm totally opposed to identity politics of any kind in the school system. I think it's a terrible thing for children and I will do everything I can to have options, which is what my basic thing is, for kids to go someplace where they aren't viewed by the color of their skin. A personalized pathways program is being implemented and promoted in the MMSD as one way to open educational opportunities for students of color and to help close the achievement gap. What do you see as the strengths and weaknesses of the program as it is currently structured? Anything that's t driven from the top is not something that I support. I support all kinds of educational opportunities and things like pathways, possibly. I mean, to me, the issue is making schools available that will offer different programs like that. And parents will have the ability to decide whether that particular program meets what they would like to see happening with their child and how the child responds. So. If there's a school that wants to do personalized pathways or whatever, then they should be allowed to do it. So I'm a firm supporter of, of vouchers in particular and ch charters as well, but I think, think vouchers would be much more efficient in offering programs like that. So a top-down driven program is pretty much a given for disaster, especially when you're talking about children that age. When you become, you know, you come into high school, you really don't know what you want to do. And you could end up in, and the parents, it's, it's not, it's a recipe for disaster if it's a top-down, one-size-fits-all kind of thing. I know the 
system will say that, well, this is an alternative, but it's really only A and B versus all kinds of other things. And children, they, what we need to do is to teach kids to want to learn and take their own path. And I applaud any efforts by MMSD to offer those options. But I think as it's structured, it's just another way to push kids into either A or B. Staff use of racial slurs has recently emerged as a significant personnel issue in the Madison schools. How should this issue be addressed throughout the district? Well, is this the media talking or is it reality? Because my, I talked to somebody that, gave me a, that was involved in the second incident, which gave me an entirely different uh, background and what actually happened. And so I'm sick and tired of the media taking somebody's accusation and turning it into reality. So it might have happened, it might not have, but for me, that's an issue within the individual schools. It's not something for the MMSD as a board or the media to crank into some great event and then start making poor decisions based on that. School safety is a hot-button issue across the country. How do you look at the issue of school safety, and what is the board's role in addressing it? The board's role is to give that issue over to the principals of the high, of the schools, whether it be a voucher school, a private, you know, well, it'd have to be a voucher, or a charter school, or a high school, or wherever it is. They're the people who are on the ground who understand. I mean, that's the basic job of a principal, is to deal with discipline and safety issues. And it's not my job. I have plenty of ideas on if I were a principal of school, what I would do. But it's the job of the principals to formulate those policies, and it's not the job of somebody outside of those schools that has no idea what's really going on, the people involved, and to do an effective way to, to de-escalate violence or discipline issues. I mean, that's, that's what a principal does, and that's what we need to do. If, if we're hiring people to do certain functions, principals should be in charge of that. What do you identify as the biggest budget issues for the school district in 2019 and going forward, and how do you propose the board address them? I think that the board is, what is it, $450 million now, and they're pushing $20,000 per student. And I think that the board, for me, if I got on the board, one of the big issues is trying to achieve independence for teachers and schools. And... Teacher salaries are very important to me, that they are paid well and that they have independence. That's actually pretty much the foundation of what I believe. And then they can do their job as they want to. I don't agree that looking at a problem and then spending $3 million for security or something makes any sense. I don't believe that $100 million from the state legislature to handcuff people who know better about their own schools is a smart way to spend money. And I don't believe that spending money on all kinds of new buildings when you, when you, that aren't always necessary is, is important. I, I, think, I think that the school board needs to look at what people that they can't afford a place to live. They can't afford gloves. They can't afford bikes. And the taxes in this, and you can bet that everybody that's not homeless, is they're, they're paying taxes on their rent. And I think the school board needs to take those people seriously. How do you envision keeping up with multiple constituencies, including students, parents, teachers, administrators, and the taxpayers who are not a part of these other groups, but to whom you must answer? Decentralize the schools. 
to have vouchers where parents have a vested interest in the schools. It works great for the private schools in this city. It works great. I know from experience, my wife teaches at a, at a um, Waldorf school, Madison Waldorf school. I know from lo- deep experience how that dynamic works. And that's the only way you're going to get that kind of involvement is by decentralizing the system, getting rid of the orders from downtown and the Madison School Board, and giving it back to the people who are actually involved in the process. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Uh, Take my points um, with a little bit of attention because I actually do have experience in teaching kids. I know how kids learn. I know how a kid that supposedly is a failure and my website, amosrowforschoolboard.org, will give you plenty of uh, more things to chew on in terms of, of why I think the way I think and I address a lot of those issues. But kids don't learn by having their heads cut open and open up and having knowledge put into their heads. The, the fundamental goal that we need on the school board is to establish a system where kids want to learn. And everything that's coming from the legislature and the boards and all the authorities and the experts is that a child is somebody who just needs information crammed in his head. doesn't work. What you need is you want to take a kid, whatever their station in life, whatever the color of their skin, to want to desire to learn. Well, I'd like to thank Amos Rowe for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. (laughs) 